This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well. But if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander. And Craig WK. And we are coming to you live from the... Motor City Gaming stat- Satellite Studio? Yeah. It's not uh, Satellite, because that's not a word. <laughs> stalactite. Stalactite Studio. It's uh, uh, hanging from the ceiling of a cave. It's true. Uh, A.K.A. My House. We yep. done figured out how to do it. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Good for us. F- good for us, for reals. Uh, so we are done with Rocktober. Ah, uh, so, so sad. And we're on to... November. I don't. I. <laughs> I got nothing. Retrovember, where we only will discuss retro video games. Yeah, Retrovember is all year though. So, retro lie, retroon, retro August, <laughs> retro August. Is that just Scooby Doo saying August? <laughs> retro Timber, Rocktober, Retrovember. <laughs> Tornado December. We already we <laughs> yes. Tornado December. <laughs> retruary, ret. Uh, well, January fit. Well, retruary and retruary. Retruary. Yeah. <laughs> and retrarch. Retrail. Retrol. Retro. Retropril. That sounds like somebody's name. Retray. Oh uh, yeah, it doesn't work for all the months. But Rachel Ray. No. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> um. Yeah. So maybe it's just November. Yeah, I Who guess. Knows? Okay. Well, that's significantly less exciting than Rocktober or yeah. Tornado December. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm <laughs> so excited for Tornado December. Tornado December is going to be ridiculous. Uh, so we asked a little while ago, and earlier, well, at the time you're hearing this, it was a little while ago for right. your questions because we've always said we wanted to do a question episode. We used to do questions at the end of every episode, but the only people who ever chimed in were Craig and uh-huh. my wife. <laughs> so, uh. We gave you guys some time, and we decided that we'll uh, we'll address those questions today. Yeah. So, um, without further ado, let me open up my word pad here. Uh, so, most of the questions come from about four of you. So, thank you for thank you for to the four of you for yeah. these questions. This is that's great of you. 
So up first, the first question we have comes from uh, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBrudish1 on oh, yeah. Discord. Uh, and he says, okay, I have a question about the protagonist battles. Is it truly fair to have a top-tier hero go against a B-team character? The answer is no. You know, I, I think I would argue that it is kind of fair. Because inevitably, in the tournament, they would end up having to fight anyway. Right. So, I mean... You know, yeah, it's sort of not fair, but inevitably they would have to clash anyhow, whether they were going against someone easier off the bat rather than someone more difficult later. Yeah, I suppose. So I I don't really see... I mean, the winner will still be the winner. True. You know, even if it makes for slightly less exciting battles each week. So I I definitely see everyone's point that it feels a little unfair. Yeah. But it's Chops' fault. It's 100% (laughs) Chops' fault. It's all Chops. So uh, the best thing you can do is vote. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, we have uh, currently Lucia versus Cloud going on at the time of this recording. <laughs> Lucia's we thought for oh. sure Lucia was going to, you know, supersede Cloud, but apparently uh, you, you guys, guys all have your douche goggles on. <laughs> you guys really like Cloud. Yep. You know, that's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know what we're going to do for the next uh, the next bracket, because obviously this one's going to come to an end eventually. Sure, yeah. Um, and then we'll have to move on. Um so we'll uh, we'll figure that out because we'll eventually uh, have to change up hosts. I mean, I, I'm going to have to peace out here eventually because kid on the way and all the other things, I just don't have time to record for a little while. As hard of a decision as that is for me to make. Right. Um, so we'll see what goes on. I have a couple ideas, but I'm like, I want to do those ideas. I don't want these guys to do them. <laughs> so, uh, so our next question is also from DeBrudish1. I'm just going to say Dwight from now on, because we all know who he is. He's Cable2KX. Uh-huh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so this is a pet peeve of mine when the protagonist battles come up. Oh, this is just a continuation. Oopsies. Uh, okay, it's for a retro question. In a game, what's more easier to navigate, side-scrolling platformers or overhead-slash-bird's-eye-view dungeon crawlers? Oh, you know, that's a good question, because, you know, at first, first thought for me is I think, like, well, you know, a platformer is way easier. But you have games like Metroid and like the the Castlevania games where they're really huge, sprawling maps. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to follow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's it's always I, I get along with platformers more than I do like dungeon crawling type games. You know, I, I think I have an easier time mapping in my head when it's an overview. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just a little bit easier that, you know, I can kind of you know focus on it and think like okay well you know i hung a left over there that's you know that's where the you know chest is with a or you know chest is without a key that i don't have i'll go back to here right but i feel like with the platformers like you know some of the castlevania games i just have a hard time i just think like oh this all kind of looks the same there's just clocks in the background instead of <laughs> instead of you know uh, suits of armor this isn't helping right. yeah i mean the the maps in the castlevania games um they're not very detailed. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as when you look, you know, bring up the menu and you look at the map. But I think just knowing, okay, I have, I've I've not found the white line in this room. I should go check that out. That's true. Yeah, they're not like it's not like they're bad maps or anything like that. You know, so it's it's kind of hard to say. I I think for me though, it's I have an easier time with the top down view games. Yeah. Um, with uh, side scrolling platformers, what are your favorite games in those with the, from those viewpoints? Oh, like my like my favorite games that are like the two D side scroller. Yep. Wow. Um, and get ready because I'm going to ask you about the overhead slash bird's eye view dungeon <laughs> crawlers as well. All right. Uh, I, I think I think my my favorites when it comes to like the side scroll, you know, side scrolling 
you know, platformers are like Super Mario World, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm-hmm. I did also really enjoy like Sonic Mania, of course, just came yeah. out, which is a retro blast from the past. It was great. I wish we could talk about it on the show, but, you know, give it like 10 years. And I we'll think that, get to that it. topic got brought up, too, and that might be something we address in this episode as well. But uh, now what about you, Xander? What are some of your favorite of the, the side scrolling platformers? Mega Man. Oh, yeah, right. Mega Man. Yep. Just as on. a whole, I'm not going to say which one. I mean, three, if I have to say what my favorite one is, is, is going to be three. Um, but I think also, like you said, Castlevania, Metroid. So out of those series, Super Metroid is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- followed very closely by Fusion. Fusion oh, yeah, is Fusion. so good. Yeah. Um, and then Symphony of the Night is, is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Aria of Sorrow. And Aria of Sorrow, which we've talked about. Yes, don't but forget I still that. But I still think I lean more towards Dawn than Aria, but I could be wrong. It's been a while since i played through all of them. You know, I lean towards Aria, but once again, I kind of like you. I haven't played Dawn of Sorrow in a long time. I've played Aria of Sorrow more recently. But. Yeah. Uh, overhead Bird's Eye View of the Dungeon Crawler. Link to the Past. Link to the Past. It's it's the best. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it, and don't be wrong, you know, like Minish Cap is good. Yeah, Minish Cap was so good. Oh, really good. Link's Awakening is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they're, you know, even the original Zelda, like they're all really good games. It's yeah. just Link to the Past is just, it blows them all out of the water. Yeah, when I when I first read Overhead Birds, I viewed the first thing that popped in my mind was Link to the Past. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm... I feel like they're like even games that like tried to to replicate it like like Newtopia, which was a uh, I think a Turbo Graphics like uh, Zelda clone basically. Okay. It's okay. It's not great. It's I mean if if Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past didn't exist, maybe it would be better. Right. But it does exist, so you know that's how it goes. But uh, uh don't forget Illusion of Gaia. Either. Oh yeah, Illusion you of Gaia is really good too. I feel like Link to the Past really overshadows a lot of other overhead, you know, top-down view adventure games like yeah. that. But, I mean, there's a lot of other really good ones. Uh, Terranigma is another great one, you know. So, I mean, there's they're, they're out there, just, you know, Link to the Past. Yeah. Uh, and this is, again, from Dwight. He's got, I think he's got at least two more coming up. <laughs> Thank you, Dwight. No, he's got quite a few. He's like the whole first page that I have here. Because <laughs> uh, it was just like rapid-fire questions when I put this out. That's so, awesome. Um, who would win in a fight between Toad... Toad. And Fat Chocobo. Toad is in Mario's friend and Princess Peach's helper. I'm assuming so. And Fat Chocobo. Fat Chocobo. I think you gotta give it to Fat Chocobo. Well, you know, I... Fat I, Chocobo has the power to summon other Chocobos. That's great. Now, here's the thing. To the best of my knowledge, we're just going off old retro game Toad, right? Right. Well, his ability was that he could lift things faster than the others. Uh-huh. And he can lift anything right i don't know could he feasibly just lift and throw fat chocobo over yeah but he would just fat chocobo just roll over and summon more chocobos to hit him i guess i guess fat chocobo is the winner i I, chocobo has so many magical powers toad can lift does chocobo does fat chocobo even lift bro he doesn't have to (laughs) i i guess when you when you can summon chocobo Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, he can just, you know, summon Chocobo to carry him around, I guess, right? Right. What is what is Toad's theme? Toad's theme? Yeah. I don't know that he really has a theme. You know who has a theme? <laughs> Fat Chocobo. Fat Chocobo. All right, Fat Chocobo wins. Right? <laughs> Yeah, Fat Chocobo. You know what happens when Fat Chocobo slams down on top of Toad? Ow, 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 ow,
you know, I know you can make that sound, and it somehow it slipped my mind. Oh man! Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> sorry if I just blew out your speakers. <laughs> You're not sorry. I'm not really. Oh man! Uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess the only way that that Toad would win really is if he just delays the battle and just delays it maybe maybe you know a few weeks maybe a few months and just lets diabetes kind of take take over <laughs> that's true you know and, and I, so i guess toad has a way of winning but if he's going to be honorable and fair about it he's probably not going to win yeah it's true uh if mario kart merged with biker mice from mars in a racer how would that turn out probably really weird <laughs> well, that would be my guess Biker Mice from Mars, I, like, when I was a kid, I was like, this seems dumb. And I watched an episode, and I was like, hey, I'm right. This is really dumb. And I right. never watched it again. But uh, when I've been doing more research on all these old video games and stuff, like, for the show and, like, trying to look for episode ideas and stuff, mm-hmm. apparently the Super Nintendo game is actually pretty good. We'll have to try it out. Maybe it's, that'll be our next retro rel- relapse. It's sort of got, like, an isometric angle. Like, oh, I'm out. Of- well, it's the same uh, uh, angle as like rock and roll racing, I think. Oh, okay. I'm back in. Okay, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be crazy. But it's got like pow- like powers like Mario Kart has and stuff. So I yeah. guess if you just combined them, it would just be an isometric Mario Kart game? Okay. I still mean, weird. Still, I'm not saying it ain't weird. I guess that's what it would be. That or it's a, a standard Mario Kart game, but with a mutant mice. I guess. Uh, Dwight did say that he personally preferred... Um, biker mice more than Mario Kart. So, I mean, to each their own. I mean, you know, Rough. Dwight, you, you can be as wrong as you want, Dwight. It's true. <laughs> no, we, we Xander, neither Xander or I have played Biker Mice from Mars for Super Nintendo to know for sure. Yeah, like but, I said, we'll try to make it a retro relapse coming up so we can eat our words. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't mind eating my words. I'm I'm hungry enough. Yep. Uh, the TurboGrafx-16 or the Jaguar? Which system had more potential based on their IPs? I think TurboGrafx was... I mean, TurboGrafx Turbo had bonk. TurboGrafx actually had some good games. Oh. Well, based on, I'm, I'm assuming like they're, they're exclusive IPs. Oh, okay. Well, J- Jaguar was owned by what, Atari? I believe so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like you... I think you can look at the systems themselves and just say, well, the TurboGrafx had better games, so it kind of wins. Yeah. But what was on the Jaguar? <laughs> See, the the TurboGrafx-16, the CDI, like all those 3DO, or yeah, 3DO, not 3DI. Oh, yeah, 3DO. All those random systems that came out that were too expensive to buy, I just never paid attention to. I mean, I don't blame you, especially things like 3DO, Jaguar, the Lynx, you know, there's just so many, so many systems that I, I just... You know, I, I don't really know that much about. Yeah. Now, I will say the the Jaguar, I remember seeing like ads in magazines and yeah. there was a, a, a Tiny Toons game that looked good. Like the graphics looked good. It looked really like, you know, sharp and clear. Mm-hmm. And so I thought like, oh, wow, this would be really cool. But there, I had no way to justify getting my mother to buy me a Jaguar for yeah. Christmas for one Tiny Toons game. I'm- and I'm glad I didn't because she would have killed me. If that game, that system I got for Christmas and then never touched again. Yeah. If if anybody has these, we would love to have a chance to play them. I mean, and I'm sure we could probably find emulators to, to play most of these probably, games. Probably, I would imagine. But yeah, I just, and growing up, I, I always saw them and I always thought, man, that'd be cool. 
but it, it never seemed like a thing. Like with Sega Genesis, like I need to have that. With right. Super Nintendo, it's like I have to have that. Yeah. The Jaguar and all those other things didn't really seem like there was that much there to draw me into. No, it. no. The, the I, yeah, that's the thing. There, it really didn't do it for me, and it was really expensive, you yeah. know. And so, but it's just even when they you know unveiled it, it was just there was nothing that made me think like, oh, I need this. Like this is the new big thing. It was just hey, this is our system, and it's way more powerful than those other systems out there. And it's like, oh, well, what are you doing with all that power? Do you know what the best-selling game was for the Jaguar? Oh, God, I have no clue. Are you, are you about to tell me? Uh-huh. What, what was it? Alien versus Predator. You know, I, I have heard it had Alien versus Predator. I don't know if it was a good version of it. Yeah, best-selling game, more than 50,000 copies, and that's as of April 1st, 1995. Huh. So its best-selling game was 50,000 copies? Uh huh. That doesn't sound like that much, right? Not really. No. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not seeing the best-selling game for the Turbo Graphics 16. Oh, okay. Sorry, bro. That's okay. I I wouldn't know exactly what it is, but I but I think based off IPs and stuff. I mean, Hudson had a lot of fun stuff. Turbo Graphics had uh, eventually had access to like uh, Castlevania, you know. Yeah. Whereas I don't think Jaguar really had that much. I'm actually kind of surprised it had the Alien vs. Predator license picked up. Though that was for movie stuff. I guess that's easier to get a hold of. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Dwight says, last question, although I, I absolutely doubt that. I think there's more <laughs> not coming down. Uh, so it says, last question. Mm-hmm. Music games. Did you guys get into dance music games? I did. Xander really, really did. I would go to the arcades with Xander, and Xander would play Dance Dance Revolution, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, what was it, Drum... Drum Mania. Drum Mania. Guitar Freaks. Guitar Freaks. Uh, Uh, Beat Mania. Yeah, that was another. Uh, Xander played all those. I never got into Para Para Paradise. I could never figure that one where you had, like, wave your hands over and under the sensors. Oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, it was like a weird, like, DDR, but for your hands and not your feet kind of deal which you think i would have been all about but i just couldn't get into like you have to wave your hand over or under the sensor uh they had it at um pinball pete's i just never gave much time to it yeah i on the other hand have no rhythm none Mm -mm. i have zero rhythm i could not play dance dance revolution to save my life on the easiest mode I, I, yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy the games themselves for the music. Yeah, and the music is fantastic. Oh yeah. Music. Would you say that um, your favorite DDR song of all time is Pink Dinosaur? I still have nightmares about that cursed Pink <laughs> Dinosaur. So, for for our listeners, uh, who, who a lot of you won't know this because you know the, not not a whole lot happened on uh, our trip to Rosemont. Yeah, uh, me and Xander. Very some, little, almost nothing. Yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, nothing happened in Rosemont. We uh, we went to uh, to the Dear Friends uh, Orchestra. Yeah, yeah, which was uh, just it was orchestrated Final Fantasy music. Yep, Nobuo Yamatsu's uh, uh, music was you know done in Rosemont. He uh, was there, which was pretty awesome. It was it was really cool. We didn't get to meet him, of course. He like showed up on stage right. and like waved to everybody, but he was there to listen to it. Yep, uh, we. I uh, had a friend who was in the uh, the choir for One Winged Angel. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a, 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 it's weird to think that a friend of a friend of mine was in this choir that was yeah. in this, you know, that did this video game music. Mm-hmm. So we we go to Rosemont, 
had some awesome hot dogs at Augie Dogs. Yep. Which apparently doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, this, it's sad. a bummer, but yeah. not surprising. Yeah, not really. There was a lot of heart attacks happening in that restaurant. But in any event, uh, so on the way back, we got hit with a blizzard. Yeah. And so we're going from Rosemont, which is right outside Chicago, mm-hmm. back to the Detroit area. Yep. And, and I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so you're driving. Yep. Um, we're, it's also, uh, there were what, five of us? Yeah, it was us two, uh, our buddy Tanzik, Sean, and Teddy. Yep. And we're not small dudes. <laughs> it and was we're all packed fit. into this, like, 2003 escape. <laughs> you have this SUV. Yep. And so, and, and the conditions are just horrible. The worst I've ever seen. It was so bad. So, like, while we're driving, like, we would see cars, like, flip to the side of the road. Yeah. Like, tipped over. One car was just, like, on a 90-degree angle into, like, the median. Like, the concrete, like, Like, you drive past and you're like, how in the world did this even happen? Right, yeah. And so, we're going, like, I mean, the speed limit's, you know, like, you know, 60. I think when we were driving there, we were going 80. Right. And at this point, we're going, like, 15, 20. Yeah. It was in like, even then I would have to slow down a bit. Yep. And so like, and, and it's just incredibly stressful. It was so, so stressful. I'm like white knuckling it thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to kill my friends. Like my friends are going to die because of my driving. Mm-hmm. And so I'm driving and like any time that like the like people in the backseat would start acting up or something, I'd just be like, shut your mouths and settle down. Yep. And in like, you know, so everyone, the whole trip is just like, man, Craig's a jerk. Craig's being really mean. And so we need gas. And I'm, you know, I was really trying to put it off. I Somewhere in the back of my head, I was like in denial. I was thinking like, man, maybe I can make it without ever having to refill. And of course we had to. And so, you know, we're on like a quarter tank or something. that's still quite a bit to go. And there's uh, an exit. You know, we're going to get some gas. And I slow down to go up, you know, the, the looping, you know, uh, uh, exit to the, the main road or whatever. Yeah. We, we need to jump back real quick because mm-hmm. it was the five of us. We all burnt CDs. Oh yeah, for this trip, um, and we all like we were just like you know we're we're all gonna take turns. We're gonna play our music. It's just we're gonna make a mix CD specifically for the road, and mm-hmm. and here we go. Yeah. So at this part of the rotation, because you're the the uh, the car had a six CD changer. Yes, it did. So we all just put CDs in. Uh huh. Um, and at this time, it was my CD that was playing. Mm-hmm. So back to you. So. We we slow down and we're we're you know and I'm going like you know five miles an hour. We're going up this like looping you know uh, uh, exit, and the exit not many people have been on. You know the freeway a lot of people were it was all in one lane, but everyone was driving on it, so it was a little bit more safe. But the exit not so much, right? And so when we start driving up, we start spinning, and it just the car loops around, and the whole time we're we're on the exit. And so I'm just thinking, oh, my God, we're just going to slide right off and we're not going to be able to get the car back going again. We're, we're going to tip over. We're going to get hurt. Somebody's going to die. This is all my fault. And I'm kind of like I've white knuckled the like steering yeah, we're wheel. All, we're all just like <laughs> wide eyed grabbing one another. Our friend Teddy was like sick and we're like waking him up like we would wake him up anytime there was an accident. We're like, Teddy, sweet death, sweet death, Teddy. <laughs> And like wake him up so he could see these accidents. And so this time we're like, we're going to die sweetly. We're going to die sweetly. So we're all just like terrified as the car just continues to skid and we're about to go off the road. And it just barely misses. And it sort of spins back around and we're back into a normal position. And we come to a complete stop. Complete stop. And we're all just like. And this song comes on. Pink Dinosaur from DDR. 
and I still <laughs> feel anxiety every time I hear this song because I think about how we all almost died and everybody else in the car started cracking up laughing <laughs> and I'm like still white knuckling the, like the steering wheel and I'm just like like every like vile curse word is like bubbling up in the back of my throat and the, none of them will come out because I'm still too stressed to like do anything and I'm trying to call myself I'm like Craig everyone handles stress a little differently it's okay don't don't let it get to you and so we drove and and I think I changed the song too I think it was just like <laughs> changed the song to the next one I was like no listen to that and uh, yeah that's how uh, 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 Pink Dinosaur scarred me for life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I guess that would be the funniest um, story that we have from, yeah. a, from a dancing game yeah I, I mean I don't, I don't think it gets any funnier than us almost dying uh, the only other thing I can think of is uh, when I first started playing Dance Dance Revolution was uh, Trippy Rave Kid at Westland Mall. The kid who was like the best at DDR. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't even know if he was even the best, but he was like the, the best world. that we had seen at that time. <laughs> Nobody was ever better. Yeah. He's still dancing to this day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the early early 2000s, so he had the baggy Jinko jeans. He had like a tight shirt, like a tight colorful shirt and like a visor. <laughs> So, you know, just you, when you think of raves in the in that time, that was what he was wearing. Yeah. I, and just blowing our minds at how good he was at Dance Dance Revolution. It was really ridiculous to me how good he was because it was I feel like back then and I I'm maybe I'm just sort of over exaggerating, uh, you know, how it is in my memory. But I sort of feel like he was kind of legendary. Like, I feel like you guys would be like, Craig, have you seen Trippy Rave Kid? I'm yeah, like, and that's the, the thing is, is we never Rave saw him again. Like we thought we did, and we're like, "Is that is that Drippy Rave Kid? Is that the one? <laughs> the one?" And we're never we were never certain. So, in our vernacular, just Trippy Rave Kid was like somebody who was really really great at uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Yep, uh, and that like intimidated me from playing for a long time. I never I never was like, nah, "I'm not gonna be that good." Well, it's kind of scary to be dancing in front of a bunch of strangers, right? In yeah, an arcade. like I don't even like going to dances and like swaying. Like that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I've never been that confident person. So. Uh, the, but there was uh, one day when I was like watching a guy who was halfway decent playing, mm-hmm. and uh, he turned and said, "Like, hey, do you want to play?" And I was like, "No, man, I'm not. I'm not very good." And he goes, "Nobody's very good. Like, just get up here. Just like, learn. Yeah. you're never gonna learn if you don't try." Right. And so that's what that's what got me to start playing, and I eventually got good. Like, uh, I mean, granted, I'm much better with my fingers than I am with my feet, but. Hey, no, I remember you being pretty good. So, I mean, that the guy, you know, I'm glad the guy did say that to you because I do distinctly remember going to the arcade and having you be like, yeah, all right, I'm going to play this song. And you do really good. Yeah. And I can, there's still one song, Spin the Disc, as uh, the name of the song. I don't remember what the name of the, the artist is, uh, but I still know that song very well. And I can get to about now that I'm older and, and fat and just can't do anything anymore. <laughs> Um, well, that comes with being old. Right. <laughs> I can get still about three-fourths of the way through before I'm like heavily leaning on the guardrail like, oh, God, I can't finish this song. And then I'm winded and like have to, you know, breathe like a very, very overweight person and drink tons of water before I'm like, you know, normally before moving. Before your like legs cramp up. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When I when I was playing uh, back at the, the Westland Mall arcade, like Sean and I would go up, I'd play Dance Dance Revolution, we'd take a break, we'd go play House of the Dead, and I'd go back, you know, uh-huh. back and forth. At that time, I was working at a job where I was outside all the time pushing carts. Right. So losing weight, staying fit, like doing, you know, exercise, if you will. And then I got a job at, at a pizza place. I got free pizza all the time. <laughs> that's when I said that. That's what killed my DDR career. <laughs> 
<laughs> Little Caesars ruined my dance dance revolution. It's abilities. true. It's one hundred percent true because that's when I started eating way too just enough pizza. <laughs> no such thing as way too much. That's true. Uh, eating tons of pizza and uh, not exercising as much. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. So that uh, that kills my my DDR uh, my DDRness, if you will. Yeah. But I still love like Beat Mania, where it's like the DJ thing, or even Dance Mania on the computer, where you play with your fingers. Oh yeah, yeah, I kind of remember that one. Now that's, that was the spawn. I mean, I guess technically Parappa the Rapper is the spawn of my rhythm game addiction, but mm-hmm. Dancing Revolution and all those like, look how fast I can do this. Like that's what really got me into those kind of games. All those rhythm games and stuff. Yeah. Um. So our next question is from Adam Bomb Diggity Tastic in Discord. Um, hashtag who's Adam? Uh, it's Adam, of course. Who who is he? Uh, but he says I'd like to hear about your game collections. Do you go for full sets of every retro system, or are you minimalist and only have a handful of the best of the best? Do you think emulating a game on a Raspberry Pi is just as nostalgic as popping in an old cart or disc and playing? Well, as far as the game collection goes. I'm definitely a minimalist. Me as well. I, you know, I, I don't go for like every game. Like uh, uh, Grim, uh, I have a buddy, uh, we have a buddy yeah, named Sean, Sean who collects a lot of games and stuff, you know, and and, and I can definitely appreciate it. You know yeah. I mean? I, I, you know, scoop up like, you know, vinyl records and stuff. So it's not like it's a completely alien concept. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I have a hard time justifying shelling out the kind of money when it comes to the games you don't want. Yeah. You know, I so so I own like, you know, a fair amount of like super games, uh, you know, N64, some Dreamcast, Sega, and reg- original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have, you know, some core games. Mostly it's just games from my childhood. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I have like, you know, a physical card of like EVO. And, you know, EVO is not the best game. It's not my favorite game. But right, and it sells for a lot. But I mean, it's I don't know. I have an emotional connection to it. Yeah, just like or we and I both own own physical copies of Earthbound, and that'll never change. We will never. we will be buried with those Earthbound cartridges. Yeah. you have because you bought yours from a from Best Buy, was it? I got mine from Best Buy from uh, a family member, uh, which was uh, kind of funny at the time. It wasn't like a birthday or anything, so I was mm-hmm. just like, "You can make this my eventual birthday present." The thing's like twenty dollars. Yeah, it was, was on like, clearance. Just buy it. Yeah. Yeah, it was eventually clearance, and that's when I got mine. So you don't, you just have the cartridge and your player's handbook. Player's handbook. Yes, that came with it. Yep, I don't have the box itself. Yeah. I probably should have kept it at the time. I thought like maybe I should keep it. Yeah, but I didn't keep any others when I was a kid, so it was just you know yeah. ended up in the trash. I still have the guide. I still have the box. I still obviously still have the cartridge. The only drawback to my box is that um, the sticker, like the price sticker, my mom peeled off. So it's got like a scratch on yeah, it. Kind it's got of, it. It's uh, got it. Definitely, you can still see where the where that sticker was. And I've never shame. tried like getting the rest of it off. So that's um, kind of a shame. But it's still cool. It's still yeah. awesome. You have. And it. I used to used to be more of a collector. Like I would buy games and I would never sell them. Um, our friend Sean, who we always bring up, uh, never sells games. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good philosophy to have because who knows when you're going to want to go back and play these. Yeah, honestly, I've sold, you know, when I was younger, I sold quite a lot of games. And now I kind of regret it. You yeah. know, they probably weren't games I was going to spend a lot of time on. But it's not like I got much from Funko Land and GameStop anyway. Right. Um, the last time I did a, a big purge was uh, about two, three years ago when, when I got my PlayStation 4. I sold a bunch of stuff to Grimm from GameZilla. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I, I made a lot of hard decisions with that sale. I like, don't I doubt it. I sold them my, uh, my Harvest Moon 64. Ooh, uh, that's a good game. Lunar 1 and 2. Oh, so the, good the, games. The complete, like, with all the, with all the extra stuff that came with it. 
Um, but in even my, the Final Fantasy VIII demo, the Final Fantasy VIII demo didn't come with Lunar. Oh no, what came with Vanguard Bandits? Vanguard Bandits got the uh, Lunar demo. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Sorry. that's what you're thinking of. Uh, never mind. Which I gave you my Vanguard Bandits a long time ago, so you've got my Lunar demo wherever that is. <laughs> oh no, uh, I never had the Lunar demo. Oh, maybe I kept the Lunar. I think demo. you kept the Lunar. Who knows? Demo. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was the kind of stuff that I made the hard decisions. Like yeah. it's either going to sit in my basement or it's going to go to what is what I considered at the time Grimm's Museum. It pretty much is. And I figured, you know, at, at this point, I'm giving it to someone who's like truly collecting. Who and it'll be like on display. People will be able to enjoy. And who knows if this if this BX8B thing ever takes off, like <laughs> it'll be like a cool thing to sh- to show in that collection. And I can just kind of say like, hey, that's kind of my stuff too. And mm-hmm. realistically, if I ever get super nostalgic for it, I can borrow it from him. Right. Uh, or, you know, if I get really, you know, pressed up like, oh, I need Harvest Moon 64 back. That's my save file and all that. I'm sure he would sell it back to me. I hope your save file hasn't been deleted. <laughs> I don't think it has. I don't think he's touched it since he bought it. Really? Oh, that's a good game. Grim should really play it. Yeah. Just play on spot two. Don't get don't go over slot one. <laughs> don't, don't touch slot one, Grim, please. Um, so yeah, nowadays like I I we've got the Ask and ES Classic, which I'm gonna I'm probably gonna mod here soon to have more games. Mm-hmm. I think I'll do the same. It's um, it's nice. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's convenient is yes, what it is. It really is. It's nice. And you know, I you know, the next part of the question was asking us about like, you know, emulation and raspberry pies and stuff. I, I don't think it's as uh uh you know nostalgic i i think it loses a little bit of the magic Just a little bit but not enough to make it a huge deal that i'm going to go out and spend the money on the cartridges right that's the thing you know and and i i think though that you know like the snes classic you know yeah it's not like you're putting in the old cartridges but it still has that nintendo kind of charm to it yeah so i still feel like it's kind of has that you know sort of nostalgic feeling to it whereas i feel like you know if i'm playing a you know like any Super Nintendo game or any other video game on, you know, emulation on my computer, it's just not really the same. Yeah. You know, it's it's okay. It's fun. It's just, I don't know. It feels weird. It feels clunky, maybe. It's sort of hard to to say. Yeah. One thing I keep in mind with, with all the stuff coming up and all the all the games in my collection and, and emulation is I've got a kid on the way. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it'll be fond of gaming. <laughs> like we we can only hope so. I, I otherwise feel- I'm gonna have a sports kid who's just like I'm gonna have to learn all these things and it's gonna be an awkward kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll be happy if it plays. I'll just be happy if it's healthy and can play sports sure. and do all these things. But part of me wants it to just be that introverted nerd where I can be like, <laughs> "Hey, you had a hard day. Let's go play some F Zero or something." Well, you know, like yeah, some sort of like we can we can bond over that kind of thing. Well, hey, look at it this way: if let's say you know your kid's into basketball. Well, all you got to do is just play some NBA Jam for a bit and then, you know, refreshing yourself up on the basketball <laughs> rules. I've, I've, be I've been okay. a little more of a fan of double dribble than NBA Jam, but what? I never got into NBA Jam. You're I, wrong. And, 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 it's, and it's mostly from a lack of trying, I'll be honest <laughs> okay. with you. But I was just like, sports games, that's dumb. I'm not going to play that. And I never had anybody in my life, like where you had, you know, yeah, my buddy Andy, buddy Andy, who actually yeah. played basketball, had a reason to be into NBA Jam. Yeah. I didn't have that. That's yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, we'll need to change that at some point. NBA Jam is pretty great. So is Double Dribble, though. Not as good as NBA I Jam. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So that's the kind of thing I, I look forward to, and yeah. you know, and I, and it's it's also kind of a tricky thing. Like I really want to have those retro games to kind of raise he or she correctly when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like yeah, you know, I I think that I I think that there's 
you know, yeah, it's partially nostalgia, all these old games. But, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them are just still really great games, yeah. you know? So, I mean, when you have a kid who, let's say, they are into video games or even just kind of into games, it'd be nice to be able to say, hey, this game was from, like, you know, 30 Learn years. <laughs> yeah, 20 years before you were born. Don't jump into Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> No, no. Like that's Here's a, Mario World. That's a thing that that we I I think we don't really realize, and that we might even take for granted is we grew up at the perfect time to be video game fans. If yeah. you were born in the mid to late eighties, you you video games grew up with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, around the time you were snickering about blood and violence, Mortal Kombat came out. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, Around the time you were edgy and in high school, yep. Grand Theft Auto, Auto came out. Yeah, yeah it was great. perfect. Like yeah. all these violent shooter games, you were you were in that you were making jokes about how everybody in your high school was Nazis except for you. <laughs> Call of Duty came out. <laughs> like we had that. We just we benefited from from growing up at that time. We really did. Yeah, we we really benefited. You know, immensely in that regard. Yeah, and, that's. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and it's it's just sort of you know, I I kind of feel bad now for kids who are jumping into these games that. You know, I mean, you hear about, you know, kids playing like, you know, really young kids like playing Grand Theft Auto and mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I I, I think that that's, you know, sure, a video game's not going to make somebody a murderer by any right. stretch. But, you know, There's I mean. There's still some things that are being introduced way earlier than they need to be. Way earlier. Not only the cursing, which I think you can argue that they're just words. But regardless, you know, I, I think that, you know, with violent games, especially nowadays, you have that violent kind of rhetoric that goes with yeah. it. You know, I mean, you hear about kids all the time on, you know, the the chats and video games, like cursing and screaming and like, you know, just like, you know, being violent through their speech. And mm-hmm. I think that's violent enough, you yeah. know. Uh, as someone who worked, you know, I worked at a video rental store where I was giving kids kids video games all the time, or even yeah. as I have my stint here with GameStop. Like, there are times where, like, when Saints Row came out, there were kids who were coming up like, I'm going to rent this game, and the parents are completely oblivious. Like, yeah, sure, I'll get you that. And I'd be like, now, is this for him? Like, pointing to the, the clearly six-year-old child. They're like, yeah. I was like, you are aware that this game, you know, is killing people, like, stealing cars, and honestly, at one point in Saints Row the Third, for example, you upgrade your your baseball bat. You first start off with a uh, wooden baseball bat. Uh-huh. You upgrade it to a metal baseball bat. Okay. Then you upgrade that into a giant rubber dildo. Oh. And I'm like, you realize your kid's gonna be running around beating other people to death with sex toys, yes? <laughs> and they're like, oh no, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. And they like turn to the kid, and the kid's like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're gonna we're gonna pick out a different game. Or even like with Grand Theft Auto, as much as I love the Grand Theft Auto series, yeah. Like, when each one comes out, I'm like, bah, whatever, I don't want to play that. And then I'm like, oh, no, I should probably play that. And then I get sucked <laughs> into them. I, lo- like, I love the satire of those games. Like, yeah. I, I could give or take the violence. I could give or take the shooting everybody. The stories and the characters and the radio stations are always just so entertaining on a, on a satirical <laughs> level. Um, but, like, the opening to Grand Theft Auto V, like, there are more curse words and racial slurs in the first 10 minutes of that game than I've seen in any R-rated movie. Oh, wow. Like, it's it, it's insane. Like, you would have to be watching, like, a, a 90s Tarantino movie, <laughs> like, the whole thing to get the amount of, like, mature language that's in the first 10 minutes That's of pretty Grand ridiculous. Theft Auto V. And Lord knows it doesn't go away after that. No. 
So, you know, those are the things that I, I keep in mind. And Sarah will see me playing these games and like, you, we're not going to, our kids aren't going to be playing video games. Like, yes, they will. Just because not these I'm, ones. Because I'm going to teach them like how to play properly. And it's going to be, I think that's going to be my biggest struggle is like, you need to play Donkey Kong Country. I don't care what Call of Duty is out there. You're playing Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> you know, I, I think that will be a little bit of a struggle because it's not the newest, you know, biggest thing. Right. I think, I think that there is always going to be that retro charm. I mean, you know, let's face it. Even in high school, we listened to Sinatra and like Tom Jones and stuff. Yeah, we were, you know, we were weirdos. Kind of, but I mean... <laughs> but it's, we're better for it. <laughs> I think so. And, well, that remains to be seen, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I think there's always that retro charm, you know, yeah. for anything that's old, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's like old video games will go away, but I do think that, you know... I feel like we've sort of jumped subject here, but I feel like, you know, it's a really important thing to kind of monitor what your kid is going to be playing and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we'll jump to Adam's next question, which is, are there actually games out there that you can recommend enough? Well, I think we've covered that. Things like Super Alpha Chicken. <laughs> yes, I could certainly recommend that <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like any any game that, that we don't have a lot to say on yeah. is sort of a game we can recommend enough. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, you know, it's it's, yeah. Super Alfred Chicken. Super I can Alfred Chicken. I can definitely recommend that game enough. Like you should play Super Alfred Chicken unless you have the option to play Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> right. That's an example of recommending something enough. <laughs> yes. Um, the next question comes from the Glitch, mm-hmm. wh- who channels somebody else when they ask the question, "How dare you?" That's uh, throwback. That's from before yeah. you were around. Yeah, it is. Cause that was the only other person giving questions. Right. Yep, that was Sarah. Would always <laughs> ask us, "How dare us?" And we just we just do. So deal with it. Mm-hmm. You can't stop us. Uh, Sci-Fi AJ says, who were the coolest random trainers you would run into in Generation 1 Pokemon, and who were the lamest? Well, I think we all know the coolest was the kid who really liked shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Youngster. <laughs> Youngster. I don't remember. There, there, Joey? There were the rock and roll guys. Like well, They were pretty cool. Uh, there were like the bikers. Yeah. It's kind of weird because you, you would go from like fighting these like kids and like bug collectors and it's like, oh, okay, all right, I can kind of get this. It's, you know, kids and stuff. And then you get to like the bike trail and there are people on motorcycles and stuff and they're like bikers, like from bike gangs. Yeah. And that's a little on the It'd weird side. It'd be the side. equivalent of like a, you know, walking past a dude just r- covered in like studded leather and uh, riding his Harley and just turning to you and be like, hey, man. You play po- that newest Pokemon? You want to throw down? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, yeah, but weird. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I don't think you can handle my three coughing. Uh, oh, I mean, I think I might be able yeah, to. Yeah, I think I've got that handled. <laughs> what level are they? They're like 30. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think I'm okay. <laughs> uh, who were the lamest? Lamest. Uh, you know, I should appreciate... Bug catchers. I really like bug type Pokemon. <laughs> I don't agree. I really like bug type Pokemon. <laughs> they are probably the lamest. That are like the the uh, the Pokemaniacs, like the the yeah. weirdo. Like they're just like depicted as weirdos. Yeah, that's the ones who are like stepping into costumes. Yeah, that was always a little weird. And it's weird that I should be saying this after mentioning like how I'm looking forward to having a kid and being into that kind of stuff. But like the po- the dad, where it was like the kid, like the 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 dad would like Pikachu ears, and the kid was like running around. But I don't think that was Gen One. Oh no, that might not be. That might have been more Gen three. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I mix a lot of it up, especially because of like the remakes, Fire Red yeah. and Leaf Green. You know, so it's a little hard for me to remember the you know specific ones from Gen one. Yeah, but uh, the scientists were a little on the lame side. Well, that's uh, that actually leads into our next question. Is he sent a picture of the super nerd 
who's the like the scientist that's like crawling away oh, yeah. and asking, what what's, what is this guy's story? Well, uh, if I remember right, you fight him first, fight one of them first in like the Mount Moon in the cave. Yeah, I think so. I, I can only imagine he's had his like blood sucked by like Zubat for a while. Yeah. He's a little like on the anemic side. He's passing out. But he still wants the Pokemon. He really wants the Pokemon. So that's his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, EA Spud says, question for Legend of Retro. What is the oldest game each member has and does the Legend of Retro uh, import games as well? The oldest game I have. Probably the original Super Mario Brothers. I I didn't, you know, we never owned, at home we never owned a video game system yeah, you we, know, before we, Nintendo. I didn't have any. Oh, my cousins and stuff had had old Atari stuff, but I eventually got Atari stuff, uh, like through a garage sale. Yeah, but like it didn't really work and, and stuff. I and I ended sold up, it. yeah, same here. I so I, at I, one time, I guess arguably the oldest game I had was like Pong. Yeah, I I, I think but, I had like uh, uh, a few of the like the the shooter games, you know, maybe like Centipede or something on Atari. But but as far as currently goes, probably yeah. Super Mario Brothers. I had Donkey Kong on Atari for a little bit. Oh, that's cool. But I sold it. Oh. Um, I, yeah, so I would say probably right now the oldest game I have is probably the original Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for a lot of people it might be, you know, if they have a Nintendo, they probably have Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, and do we import games? Not actively. I used to. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, I own a imported copy of uh, Mother 2, complete in box. Oh, yeah, yeah. That uh, was a Christmas present, right? It was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, from Sean? From, I thought it was you and Sean. Maybe it was both me and Sean. Because it's been a got, long time. I also got the uh, the soundtrack. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the one was like the the kind of updated versions of all the songs. I'm gonna put more emphasis on Sean on that yeah. gift because I I only have vague recollections of it. Sean will probably remember later and you know correct me if I'm yeah, most wrong. Likely. But uh, in any event, uh, I I I used to go to an import store, Game GameSpot. GameSpot. Yes, there was an import store in our area. And uh, I, I got a few games, actually. Yeah, Capcom vs. SNK 2. Yep, Capcom vs. SNK 2 for Dreamcast. There was a Gundam game, too, wasn't there? Uh, or no, that was, I was thinking Gundam Side Story. That actually came to America. Yep, that came to America. Gundam Side Story did for Dreamcast. I did get the uh, uh, a Japanese copy of uh, Pokemon Stadium 2 for Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. The worst decision I probably ever made. It was like, because I thought, I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to play all the you know games and you know, play with my Pokemon and stuff. And you needed like a separate adapter, and I don't know why it didn't dawn on me because like I got home and opened the box, and there was no, there was nothing with it, just the game. And I'm like, yeah. oh, swell. Yeah, I remember, uh, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, getting an imported Game Boy Advance SP when the Black System came out before oh, they brought it to America. Yeah. So we're not against it. It's just not oh, something yeah. we we actively do. Not actively. I I I think if you years ago, if you would ask me if I wanted to like import an RPG. And like, you know, download the translation and like print it out and follow along like, you know, with like weird notes and stuff. I probably would have done it. Yeah. You know, but nowadays, especially because so many people like translate, like, I mean, so many games are being brought to America anyway. But I just think there are so many more, you know, teams out there translating old video games that like it's not really that necessary. But I did do that for a manga series. The Berserk manga. <laughs> I really like the anime and the the English. There was no English version coming out, so I started buying the Japanese versions, and I would like follow along with uh, documents online, mm-hmm. going going back and forth between the panels. Jeez. It was pathetic. 
but for the time it was worth it because I didn't think we were going to get it. And then they started bringing it over. Yeah. Um, and depending on who you ask, I technically own a copy of uh, Rockman and Forte. You do technically own it. It was given to me. Uh-huh. Sean also says it was given to him. <laughs> so he's in possession. So according to the law, it's his. But I still lay claim that I, that was given to me. Well, at the time... And Sean's argument was I spent more time with that douchebag than you did. But like... <laughs> That doesn't matter. He gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, mean, I put in my time to get that. I, that's wonderful. But he <laughs> physically gave transferred ownership to me. I mean, I can see both sides. Yeah. Honestly, I could. I can really see both sides. Yeah. So I mean, realistically, I can play it wherever I want now. So nah, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. But yeah, I guess. But if it ever is worth millions and millions of dollars, I'm just going to punch Sean and take it. <laughs> Um, so moving on uh-huh. next question because we're already at like 45 minutes Uh-oh. and uh, or actually 46 anyway and we still got another page and a half to go Uh-oh. Um, Adam Bob Diggity Tastic again says how do you cope with knowing there are so many games out there you will never play to completion or maybe play at all I sleep very soundly at night Adam me too I mean it's a bummer but the games that really mean something to me I'm going to make an effort to do so I Undertale will, being a fine example. It's been out for two years. I just finished it last night. Uh, really enjoyed it. And yeah. We might have to just break our rules and talk about that later on. I kind of hope we do break the rules because uh, that was a pretty great game. Yeah. And it's pretty retro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't really have too many problems with it. I, I figure if it's a game I really want to play, I'll play it. Yeah. You know, uh, the glitch has a question for us uh, that will will it'll kind of answer this question a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, coming down the line. But uh Coincidentally enough, the glitch's question is next. Not the same one, but he asked, aside from Mega Man and Sonic, what three video games have the best music? Hmm. The best? I think he, I'm assuming because he cuts out Mega Man and Sonic, he means like, uh, oh, video game series have the best music. Yeah, he does say video oh, game okay, series. Okay, video game series. Mario. Mario, Zelda, uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, I would say Mario, Final Fantasy. Zelda is good, but I don't know if I would say like, the music as a whole is the best because I remember other other elements of Zelda like gameplay yeah. and dungeons more than I remember the music. I, yeah, I suppose so. I, I really enjoy the music for it. But the I music guess if, is good. Yeah, but I wouldn't say like on a, on like a Mario or on a Mega Man or Sonic level. That I could good. see that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so I would I would definitely agree with Mario, just as a whole. Like any yeah. any Mario game, even They're, if you want to oh, break yeah. it down to just like we did with the the Mario rankings we did a while ago. I would argue that genre of Mario has some of the best music ever. Yeah, it's really good. It's real catchy Even if you stuff. cut out like Mario RPG or Mario Kart or all these other things. Yeah, even if you do. But if you don't, then it's but even But if you more. don't, it's even yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. So we'll say the Mario series. So Mario. Final Fantasy Final has Fantasy. tons of great music. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, from there, it's it's almost sort of hard because it's we're talking about series yeah. of games. You know, like Castlevania has great music, but I don't know all the games that well. Yeah. You know, the Metroid series has great music, you know. The Metroid series has, I feel, and Grim's going to snap and kill me for saying this, I feel like it has good music, but I feel like the longer the series goes on, it gets less interesting. Like with Prime and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's still, I it's still good. It works for the game, and that's yeah. that's the biggest thing, is when you're playing the game, the music is perfect. Very, yeah, but as far as ambiance as stuff. far as to where, like, I'm listening to Mega Man and Sonic in my car constantly, I can't do that with with Metroid unless it's early Metroid. I guess because yeah. the music gets so much more ambient, it gets so much more like putting you in the zone for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't go so well as just like listening to. I can see that. Like I, I guess I don't actually listen to a lot of Metroid music 
outside of when I'm like playing a Metroid game. And mm-hmm. I think it is because, like you said, you sort of have to kind of be in the zone, and it's sort of almost like a like a, a tense mood making kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like the. The music that plays when you're in, like in Super Metroid, the music is all phenomenal in that yeah. game. But outside of playing it, I'm not like listening to my car because it's so like, and I didn't like the music that plays when you are like first exploring the first area in in uh, Metroid or mm-hmm. Super Metroid. Yeah, yeah, is really cool for where you are. But if you're driving and listening to it, it's just like do 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 do. <laughs> like just like weird <laughs> chanting music and while yeah. it's perfect for the game it's just not i'm yeah. saying this for like the 12th time in a row it's just not yeah not not know, driving music yeah, the yeah. melody isn't there to be like yeah i'm stuck like the, before we started recording this i was trying to find a specific undertale song it's like man i just want to listen to that all the time yeah yeah you know it's kind of cheating because there's only three of them but there is the mother series and that has great yeah, no, music. That's 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 the, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. It's only three games, but I mean, you know, they they're all gold. Yes, there. I mean, there's some songs that are that truly are like like a Super Metroid kind of deal where you have to be in the zone to, yeah. to understand it. But so much of it is like just stuck in your head all the time. Yeah. So so we're gonna say Mario, Mother, and uh, I. Oh, what was the third Final Fantasy? Yep. Mario, Mother, Final Fantasy. There you go. Uh, and then he also says, obviously, Craig Hart, Xander, BFFs, but what games do you guys completely disagree on? Dynasty Warriors. Xander really, really hates Dynasty Warrior games. I can't get into it. I don't understand. Like when you I guys, think they're fun. You guys played th- three, and I say you guys when I refer to you and Sean, three Dynasty Warriors Gundam games. Yup. And I, I enjoy myself some Gundam stuff, but mowing through countless like unnecessary enemies, yes. it loses its touch to me. And I understand it's cool to be like, here I am. I'm doing this thing, and it like it feels like you're playing the anime. But I'm like, I would rather just watch the anime. Honestly, it's for me. Dynasty Warrior style games are more just sort of therapeutic. You just it's mowing down tons and tons of enemies. And yeah, like you know, like you said, you could be watching the anime. You know, like the One Piece Dynasty Warriors game. Mm. You know, yeah, you can just watch the anime, read the manga, whatever. But there's something really. It's almost like a beat 'em up. It's almost like a yeah, 3D just... beat 'em up. Only there's infinitely more enemies and yeah, it's but the ones that you can just like stupid. walk past and they're destroyed it's just like i don't understand the appeal of of fighting through waves and waves of enemies that don't put up a fight to get to the main enemy I'd, well, why not just put that enemy there and that's why we disagree on exactly this. yeah <laughs> so yeah dynasty warriors games uh i i arguably rhythm games yeah because you know i mean yeah i appreciate them for the music but i mean i can't Play them, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, you know, it's just not for me. So, like, you know, if 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 I was to come over and Xander was like, "Hey, let's play rhythm games," I'd be like, "You're playing rhythm games. Yeah, I'll um, sit here. I'm watching and, and, and tapping my toes along." But. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I can't think of too many others. We we agree on quite a lot. So so there's not too many things that we're and there are th- not like Final Fantasy, you know. like Final Fantasy Tactics. You you've played to completion. I can't make That's it through true. a tutorial. You're not a big fan of the tactic style games, and I'm a pretty big fan of them. So there's another uh, gen- whole genre, even. Yeah, but as far as like say, like with Final Fantasy Tactics, I can say you should ab- like someone should absolutely play that game. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about the storyline, and I'm sure it's it's wonderful, and I can appreciate it. Whereas Dynasty Wars, I'm like, why would you do it? <laughs> like that fundamentally doesn't make sense in my brain. So basically, so I would say Dynasty Wars is our is our big one. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I guess technically the rhythm based games and then the strategy RPGs are sort of we can like, both we can appreciate, both appreciate them, but we can't we can't see eye to eye it to play them. But with Dynasty Warriors, yeah, you really really dislike them. Puzzle and- Quest. 
That is the dumbest. <laughs> Puzzle Quest was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You guys don't understand. Xander would be like, dude, you guys got to see this. And he'd be just playing a puzzle game. Yep. And it's like me and me and some other friends, Sean and like others from our Thursday group. And we're just like, Xander, this is stupid. Like, why why are you fighting an ogre through a puzzle game? And he's like, no, 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 no. Just give it a second. It's cool. Yep. And I'm like, no, this is dumb. Why is the ogre just bashing your head with his club? He's got a club. Why is it a user? Yep. So I guess, yeah, that's sort of a game I don't understand in the least. So, so we've got them. Yep. Uh, EA Spuds asks, who is the most retro out of the three members of The Legend of Retro? Uh, you know, I don't I mean, know. I would say easily you and I are more retro than Chops. I I, th- I think so. I, I feel like... Uh, calling you out, Chops. Yeah, we're totally calling you out. But when it, it, we're giving you, you third I, though, place, Chops. Uh, yeah, who's more retro? Uh, I would almost... I mean, I, I wouldn't feel bad conceding to you. Uh, and honestly, the same in, in reverse. I uh, Now, here's a question. Do you keep up on any game series that release yearly? Call of Duty, sports games, etc. Um Is there NHL every once in a while? Like I, I every I'll, once in a while? But yeah. not every year. But no, I don't buy it like I've not consistently bought NHL since like I think ten, eleven and uh, ten well, I know ten and eleven I bought yearly. I skipped twelve and then I got thirteen. And then I've skipped everyone until seventeen. I bought because it was okay. on sale for ten bucks. All right. I was gonna say if I, I feel like if you're if you're in the spirit of buying a game every year for no. slight improvements, it sort of defies the, the yeah. retro thing. So th- that doesn't really work. And the only other thing I can think of is games that I would buy day one would be like Gears of War, but those come out once every right. once in a while. And I'll and there are even games I'm buying. You know, like like I bought Gundam Versus when it came out. You yeah. Know? So so I don't know. I I think it's kind of a tie. Honestly, I I. I don't necessarily think I'm that much more retro than Xander, but I don't think I'm any less retro than Xander. Yeah, I mean, and the only and, and I would I would concede in the sense of like I have my PS4, I've got an Xbox One S, I've got the Nintendo Switch, I've got every every newest thing I can get. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have a PS4 and a Switch. Yeah. So I would say in that sense, you're a little more you know geared towards retro, and you you certainly. Uh, have played retro games more often than I have in, in recent, like you've gone back and played final fantasy five. Currently you've gone through and I would say that your knowledge of earthbound trumps mine at this point, because it's been so long since I've gone through and like on a such a super nerdy level gone through and played it. You know, I have more recently gone through and like, you know, really picked the game apart, you know, playing through. So that could be. Yeah. Uh, but but once, then again, I was also uh, the, the same thing would be, be said against for me and mega man versus you and mega man. That's very true. So it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope, but yeah, I would yeah. say, we can both concede that we're probably on an equal level of retro, if Big, anything, giving nods to each other in a certain yeah. in certain respects. It, basically, what we're saying is Chops is in third place, and Xander and I are first and second place tied. Yes. We're we're tied for first, and Chops is in third. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> and he's not here to defend himself, so who knows? He might have... He so that might means have, we win. And it's not saying that he doesn't have, have the knowledge, but... No, yeah. He, he definitely enjoys retro games. I, I think maybe we're a little bit more obsessed with them than he is. Yeah, and I, what's what's really great about Chops is is the the third view that he has. Like, you and I were, were so strictly Nintendo where he was more Sega and, and PlayStation. Oh, that's true. That's a, It is always nice to have that extra viewpoint in there because I feel like... Maybe every so often the listeners are like, I don't agree with these guys, but nobody's saying anything, so I can't right. do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, so that's one thing I'm looking forward to as as a fan of retro games and all that is is when I do step away and chop stacks back in, like to hear that different thing of going on different PlayStation games that you might be more familiar with than I ever was because I had a PlayStation, but I only had a handful of games. Yeah. 
and you and I know Chops were Chops had a ton of PlayStation games, and he's gonna be he'll be able to speak more to that. Yeah, that'll that'll be neat. Yeah, that'll you know, once we have Chops back on the show again for a bit, uh, or for a long while, depending on how things go, it'll be uh, nice to be able to you know see that viewpoint again. But uh, any other uh, questions, Ozan? Yeah, we've got just a couple more, and some oh, of these cool. are gonna be a little more rapid fire. Uh, Sci-Fi AJ says, "Do you guys keep characters on RPGs as the original story has them, or do you name them after yourselves?" When I was younger, I renamed a lot of them, but nowadays I usually default. I don't really know why. I guess maybe just because of, I don't know. I mean, like when I think of Cloud Strife, I don't think of, oh, that's Craig. Yeah. It's Cloud. You know, that's who he is. He's a character. Yeah. If it's a nameless protagonist from older games, well, you know, then in that case, I'll name him. Yeah. yeah if it's, so the, the question would be, when you played Undertale, what did you name your character? I did name him Will. At the time, I didn't know any other name he was yeah, known as. I looked up, and I couldn't find any solid evidence that it had an actual, I guess, Kara. Yeah, Kara, and then, well, yeah, we won't, yeah, we won't spoil it. Because there's more yeah, that I yeah. need to learn about that game. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, for nameless protagonist, then, yeah, I will usually throw in Zando or, uh, you know, whatever. When I remember when I was younger... Um, like my, fr- I still have my original save file from the first time I played through Earthbound, uh-huh. and the names are I want to say Eric for Ness uh-huh. after my brother, and I want to say it was Paula. I may have gone with Paula. If it wasn't, it was Amy after my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff was Sean after my my friend or my uh my brother's best friend at the time, Sean. Oh, or no, no, Pooh was Sean. Were you Jeff? I think Jeff was Jeff. I think I just straight up gave him the name <laughs> you Jeff. You didn't even name anyone after me. No, I didn't yourself. name anybody after me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, uh... And I remember it irritates me going back because I I spelled out, like, Eric and Sean in all caps, whereas the other characters were, like, you know... <laughs> Lowercase. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. That's awesome. Um, and I used to go through um, any old games and, uh, in, like, in um, Secret of Mana... I always I always named the main character Remy because that was my favorite X Men at the time was Gambit. <laughs> that's great, and I just thought Remy was like, oh, that's the coolest name. That is such <laughs> an awesome name. Back in old video games, I only had four spaces, so I couldn't name anyone Craig. So all of my old characters, like Harvest Moon, Final Fantasy, are Will. Yeah, which is after my middle name. Yep. I was I growing up, I was like. Matt's dumb. I don't want the name Matt because then I also had like sixteen different friends who all had the name Matt. <laughs> right. Hence why you're now known as Xander. Mm-hmm. So you know that's also kind of tricky. Uh, so the next question that he has is Titus. You get some heat in the Final Fantasy community. Titus does get some heat in the Final Fantasy. I Wait, you know feel what? like he doesn't get enough. Right. That's what I was gonna and say. We, we actually kind of discussed that in the Discord. <laughs> Titus sucks. Titus is so lame. He is so bad. And that bad. just might be our, our retro side coming out, but Final Fantasy X did not do anything for me. It, it didn't do anything for me either, but you know, I feel like if it had more likable characters, I probably would have enjoyed it more, because honestly, the battle system isn't really, yeah. I mean, it's not very different or anything. It's just, Titus is lame. Mm-hmm. Yuna's pretty lame. Yuna's not as lame as Titus, but she's still pretty lame. Waka. Oh, God. Enough said. Oh, the, the fact that DiMaggio did that voice hurts me. Because he, he's an awesome voice actor, and his walk is just so annoying. Yeah, that's bad direction for you. Yeah. Uh, what do Tifa, or how do Tifa, Yuffie, and Eris get ranked? When I was younger, when I first played through Final Fantasy VII, spoiler alert, uh, I leveled the heck out of Eris. I thought Eris was kind of cool. I liked that she was more castery, and so it fit in my team that I was making really well. And then Sephiroth kills her. 
Mm-hmm. And I lost the character that I had spent all that time building up. She had like all the like levels of limit break and stuff, like except for the like the last one or whatever. Yeah. And I was so mad. I was so upset. Nowadays, though, when I like, because I I played through a good chunk of seven more recently. Yeah. And honestly, Yuffie. Yeah. Yeah. You think Yuffie takes the takes the top spot? She does because Tifa's kind of obnoxious. She's a little on the like, uh, uh, how do I put it? She's a little on the like annoying side, like kind of like you know, sort of like, oh, Cloud, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that, Cloud? But at the same time, she's experienced all this like ridiculous stuff he has, but she doesn't say anything about it. Yeah. I guess it's also she had memory problems from the backstory as well. That's lame. Eris is lame because she sees her ex boyfriend who's dead in cloud and like and that's why she goes along with them that's pretty lame and crappy yuffie just wants to steal your materia she's pretty upfront <laughs> about it she's honest she's not you know a little catty or a liar like eris and tifa so yuffie definitely wins all right also she's a ninja yeah i would probably put yuffie at the bottom of my list and this is just for me not mm-hmm. remembering very much about seven she's pretty obnoxious uh so i would probably just go tifa eris yuffie I could see that. Yeah, yeah I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't say you're wrong, but man, those two girls, yeah, <laughs> those liars. So I got two questions left. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is from DRL in Discord, aka Ipotado. I could be spelling, pronouncing that wrong. Our, uh, our listener from Spain, I believe. Oh, neat, good dude. I like him. Uh, he says, "Are you going to cover Atari Twenty Six Hundred and the other Atari system someday or somehow?" Answer eventually, maybe. It's a I'm, little out of our realm. It, it is. It's a little before mine and Sanders time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've played Atari games. I would love for someone who is more familiar with those to come on the show and talk about it with us. That would be neat. Like, we're definitely not opposed to to guest, uh, guest people coming in. Like, if the glitch is a little more familiar with that or... If we can even find a way to uh, to like Skype in uh, with with DRL or Ibitato, whatever you want to go by, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I, w- I just I never I, I played Pitfall. Like, yeah. I just never had access to it. And when I did, it was at my cousin's house where it was like, we can play, we can watch each other play this game, or we can both play Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Let's play Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah, the yeah absolutely. TMNT 2 all the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate the Atari, yeah. you know, but uh, it's not TMNT 2. Yeah. And even my brother, who is eight years older than I am, had an NES, and that's what we played together. Like, mm-hmm. It just wasn't in our. It just wasn't in our wheelhouse. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No. I. Well. I. I think you know. I, I think for for people around our age, you know, and even the people like close to us in age, Atari just didn't really. It, I. You know. I don't think it did it for for you know people. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of caused the video game market collapse for a reason. Sort of. You know, yeah. it was all flooded with a lot of crappy games. So, you know, it kind of comes with the territory, I guess. Yep. Uh, and our last question is from the glitch. This is the one I mentioned earlier. Uh, he says, uh, "What game that, as a retro fan, do you have a hard time admitting you've started but never completed? Uh, and what game do you have a hard time admitting you've never played? For example, he says I haven't finished Adventure of Link, and I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game, even though I own six of them." <laughs> oh, you know that's a good question. I uh, so uh, I I also have never finished Adventure of Link. I tried and I tried and I tried and I got to the final dungeon. I just the the trip to get there from this because it always starts you back from that starting point. Oh yeah, getting there with enough health to make it through. 
I was oh. never able to do. It's yeah, it, that's a pretty tough game. I've never really, honestly, I've not really tried. You know, it's one of those games that's just like, oh, it's a side scroller. It's not top down. That's, I've tried ugh. twice. I tried when it uh, when the um, that special Zelda dish disc came out for the GameCube. Oh yeah, I put a lot of time in on that, and that's probably where I got the farthest. And even recently, right before Breath of the Wild came out, I went, I played through the original Legend of Zelda, which I hadn't done since I was a child. That's pretty awesome. And I played it through all the way, like through both quests and everything. Uh huh. And uh, and I was like, well, I'm just going to do this with, with Adventure of Link, and I'm just going to do, I'm going to keep playing Zelda games until Breath of the Wild comes out. Yeah, yeah. And I stopped about halfway through Adventure of Link, <laughs> and not that I didn't enjoy it, it was just like, man, this is so difficult. Like it's, it's difficult and it's different. And yeah, no, I I, I understand that. Um, I said a while ago that I never finished Super Mario Brothers two. Still oh, yeah. haven't. That one's. I feel like that's pretty easy to remedy. That, yeah. that takes an afternoon, and you can get that done. Yeah. I uh, you know as a as a retro gamer. I, I'm trying to think of a game that like I have trouble admitting I've never beaten. And yeah, I've been pretty pretty upfront about a lot of like yeah. I, I'm not I'm not necessarily embarrassed to say that I've never played because I mean if you take a look at the stuff that I have played like there's a ton of random things that I have that nobody else has played. Right. So I don't know. It's hard to hard to say. Yeah. There's and I'm not gonna I don't want to come off and sound like I've beaten them all by right. any stretch of the imagination. But the thing is, is I, I don't really mind that I, a lot of the games I've never beaten because mm-hmm. I feel like the ones that I wanted to beat, I did beat. Yeah. You know, I, uh, uh, you know what? I will say uh, I never beat Final Fantasy 2. Uh, it's like the weird one where like the they changed how you level and stuff. And yeah, you had to like the more damage you took, the more the stronger you became. Kind of, yeah. It was like the more you use magic, the better yeah. the magic would do. And like when you're hit, it raises your defense or health. And yeah. when you attack, you know, blah blah blah. So like I, I I guess that's one that you know I you know like you know because I've I've beaten most of the other Final Fantasies, so it's kind of lame that I didn't beat that one. But I'm not that worried about it, you know. It's, that might be a, a series that I that I have a hard time. Well, I guess not necessarily a hard time, but it's one of those that I'm like, yeah, I've never like I, the only Final Fantasy games I've ever completed were uh, four, four six, six, seven, nine, nine. Oh no! So you've never beat? Uh, well, no, that's right. You said you got really far. In I got five. really far in five, and it's not from a lack of want. Like if there's if if I can get it on the the SNES Classic, or if I can get it portably mm-hmm. somehow, I would love to play through five. Yeah. Five's fun. It's it's really weird, like going through it again. You know, since mm-hmm. me and uh, Sean have been going through it, it's it's weird to think that like you have Final Fantasy VI, which is like amazing and the yeah. plot's great and stuff. Pretty near F- a masterpiece. Yeah, FF Five is not. No, <laughs> it's the, the writings, the, like the writing and the translation we're playing through is real bad. Mm-hmm. And then to top it off, it's just I don't know, like the the plot's just sort of like go here. Oh no, X Death is doing things, and he pops out and. I gave him a, a really scary voice when we're go- me and Sean are going through it. But honestly, like if if I, I could have very easily have given him like a "Hey guys, I'm next stuff," <laughs> and like honestly, it would have sounded probably better because that's kind of the villain he is. He yeah. just sort of pops in and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna like throw you around the room," and but it's you know through sprite animation, so it doesn't look that impressive. Yeah, you know, yeah, nothing crazy. Um, and then far as far as like Metal Gear, I've played the first two. I've never beaten the first Metal Gear. Now that's but you've a, watched us play through it. That's true. Yeah, I have watched you guys play through. God, I watched Sean play a bunch of Metal Gear games. You play Metal mm-hmm. Gear. So I've, I've I've watched them quite a bit. And I mean, let's face it, they're games that are a little more cinematic. Yeah. You know, so so I, you know, I, I'm not too worried about that. But uh, what was the, the other question? It was what was... Uh, 
uh, what are games you have a hard time admitting you've never played? I never played. Admitting I never even touched. Hmm. You know? I know it's got a lot of reverence with a lot of people, but I've never played the Mutant League sports games. You know, I, I've only touched on them barely. They're they're fun. Like they're they're retro sports games that are mm-hmm. kind of goofy and stuff. You're I I feel like it's it's a game series you're it's I'm I'm gonna really offend a lot of people, but I'm gonna say you're not missing out on a lot if you've played other sports games yeah. done by EA back then. So if you've played like, you know, the uh the EA's hockey games from the second Genesis. Yeah. You're not missing anything with the Mutant League. They're fun. They're cool. They're worth playing. But, yeah. you know, you're not missing a ton. As far as games I've just never touched that are, you know, like, you know, sort of like taboo. I don't know. I, I feel like I've played, a, at least tried to play a lot of, you know, old games. So it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I forgot we had a couple more uh, from Discord. Oh, yeah. What else popped in? Because I, I put out one last uh, one last thing to jump in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, top five Mega Man songs. So secret behind the scenes uh, for you guys before we answer this question is that uh, this episode randomly stopped recording and we answered a lot of these questions and now we have to go back. So these are going to be rapid fire answers. <laughs> yep, we're going to move real quick here. Uh, because we've already been recording this episode for what feels like two hours because it's not the first time that this happened. Um, so top five Mega Man songs. We're gonna say uh, the ending credits of Mega Man Three. Yep. Um, the um, Doctor Wily stage one from Mega Man Two. Uh, we'll also go with uh, Doctor Wily stage. I think it's like three in Mega Man Three, which is a very simple tune, but I really like it. Um, and then Doctor Cossack stage one from Mega Man Four. It's great. And uh, Airman from Mega Man Two. Yep, that was Xander's list. And since uh, you specifically called out me, we're not gonna bother with Craig. Nope. Who cares? Not, not not the glitch <laughs> apparently uh but yeah like we were uh, we had originally said but you guys didn't hear that's a really tough question it really um is. and it really would take some time for me to give a definitive answer that's my what i'm feeling right now trying to be as objective as possible um but there are tons and tons of great songs and it all kind of depends on your mood which speaks to the volume of uh, fantastic songs that, that series has yep uh the next question was uh, what game or what has better games, the PlayStation Four or Nintendo sixty four? Again, from the glitch, PlayStation. PlayStation. It's hands down. We yeah. we we talked a little bit more elaborately before. Yeah, and the, and our, the the summary of it was there were a lot of games from the place or for the Super Nintendo that got ported over, like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy six, Final Fantasy four. Yep. Uh, and even if you just take in original titles, I feel like there are so many good games that came out for. Uh, PlayStation more so than a Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64 had Mario 64, which is great. Ocarina of Time. It had some great games. A lot games. of really good games, but if I had to go as a whole, I, I, I would 100% give it to PlayStation yeah, Absolutely. Yep. So PlayStation 1 just has better games, yeah. even as, mm-hmm. as a whole. And I didn't even own that many, but I just know, looking back, realistically, they just had better yeah. a better library. It did. Uh, Grimlock asks, what is the worst retro game you've ever played and or finished, and why did you continue to play it? For me, it is... Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures for the Game Boy. It's because it was one of four games that I had, and I just was determined to try to beat it, and I don't think I ever did. But I, it's like it's, it's a simple platformer, but nothing much to it, but I just kept playing it, because why not? For me, it's Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Objectively a decent platformer, if not pretty tough. But when I was a kid, it was one of the first Super Nintendo games I owned, and it was really, really hard. I couldn't get past the first level. Years later, me and my buddy, uh, me and Sanders' buddy Tanzik and I, 
uh, decided to go through and play Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and uh, we beat it. We got to the end, and then it tells you you need to go through it again with the magic ring. And, uh, yeah, I was just real mad. Pretty pretty salty about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight asks, uh, on the SNES, I bought a game called Tough Enough. That is all. That's not a question. I remember it. It had a Wolverine-looking dude that says, Hey, punk, are you tough enough? And it was like a fighting game. Were you tough enough, Sander? I rented it a couple times, so I'm oh, assuming I was. I guess so. Uh, and he also wants to make sure that we talked about the fat chocobo question. We totally did. Yeah, we handled it. It was like 20 minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Glitch also asked, Why is The Legend of Retro better than GameZilla? Just because. It's it's because of Xander and I. Yeah. It's us. A lot of personality. Really good personality. A ton here. of charisma. Lots and lots. A lot of handsome charisma. Mm-hmm. And also... Modesty. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, it doesn't get any more modest than, than us. Uh, we also have the benefit of you don't have to listen to us right away. There's no urgency to listen to the episodes. You have all the time in the world. Yep. You can even go back and be like, oh, I remember I finally played Streets of Rage. Let me go back and play listen to the Streets of Rage episode. So there's no urgency. You don't feel like you're getting a recap of stuff that's always happened. Um, I've had, uh, there was an episode of, uh, GameZilla that was right after Destiny 2 came out that I missed out on for one reason or the other. And recently, like, oh, I should listen to it. And I was like, but I'm just going to hear a lot of rehashed information. I already know. So I'm just going to skip this one. Um, but that's not to say that GameZilla is a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, it's great. Uh, very entertaining. Um, good news. Just, uh, great production value. Deadite puts in a lot of work to make that sound, that, that show sound as good as it can. Yeah. Which when a show that has jazzy fiddle on it, you got to do all the work you can. So <laughs> oh. super props to that. <laughs> I like jazzy. There's one episode of the Legend of Retro that jazzy's been on. And we don't talk about it. I wish I was allowed to listen to that one. You're not. <laughs> no, but we love you guys over at GameZilla. We're just giving you a hard time because it's all the glitch's fault. So if there's a civil war for Motor City Gaming, it's all the glitch's fault. We're saying it now. Um, also the legend of retro will rise again yes uh and then last thing uh is pool of vision timed in on grimlock's question of the worst retro game is the worst retro game was definitely secret of evermore on snes it i tried or it tried to be a good rpg i think is what he meant he said i tried to be a good rpg uh it tried to be a good rpg and there were a lot of good elements but i think it tried to copy the time jumping of chrono trigger and just didn't go well i kept playing it because i bought it and wanted to finish it but just couldn't do it chrono trigger I think you mean Secret of Mana. Oh, right. Uh, was yeah. there time? I only played that game for like 20 minutes. Maybe there was time jumping eventually? I don't know. Did you finish it? In Secret of Mana? Or Secret, Secret of Evermore? Evermore? Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically a Secret of Mana clone. It's the I think he's referring to the timed hits where like you let the bar fill up. Oh, okay. If I had to wager a guess. Uh, because, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not a bad game. It's a poor man's Secret of Mana, but it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't say it's the worst retro game I've ever played. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so that's gonna finally wrap up this episode. It feels like we've been recording for like three hours, but that's because of some technical difficulties. <laughs> Hopefully, it never ever happens again. So please, please let it never happen again. again. Um, yeah. So thank you for all of your questions. Hopefully, we can do this again soon. Yeah. Um, and we will catch you guys next time when the legend continues. <laughs>